Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including Bart Scott, is going to join us here in one minute on the Goodyear Hotline. The biggest story in sports today is the Heisman will be unveiled tonight at 7 Eastern on ESPN. The biggest story in America today is that there is a big, big political story happening in Georgia. There are two big runoff elections. And in politics, there's an old saying, politics makes strange bedfellows. In other words, sometimes you've got to align yourself with somebody that is so diametrically opposed from you that you have to do it for your own self-preservation. And Ron Rivera essentially did it. He has nothing good to say probably about the Philadelphia Eagles as coach of the Washington football team, except Sunday night when he said, I don't think the Eagles did anything wrong. He needed the Eagles to do it. The Eagles did it. Washington's in the playoffs. Same thing in politics. Somebody you don't agree with on a lot of issues, but you need him in this one instance and they got you on that tip. Joe judge essentially teeing off on his own divisional compatriot, Doug Peterson on how he played Sunday night and Joe teeing off Monday afternoon. There's a number of sacrifices been made by all the players and coaches in this league. There's a number of sacrifices that come along as well with the family members and the people connected to them. To disrespect the effort that everyone put forward to make this season a success for the National Football League, to disrespect the game by going out there and not competing for 60 minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win, we will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the New York Giants. Laying I even, in. I, I, I can't even – I don't even know where to start with that at. That's just a bunch of coaching cliche foolishness, right? I mean, think about it. Disrespecting the game. I played 11 years in the National Football League and left under my own terms. I missed a number of games in my career due to clinching playoff spots early and coaches deciding that I wasn't going to play or I was being taken out of the game early, along with many of my – teammates because we had already took care of business and we were not going to risk being hurt in playing against teams that were going nowhere. So that means that we disrespected the game. That means that Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers disrespected the game by allowing Ben Roethlisberger and players to rest up and getting, letting Cleveland backdoor into the playoffs. That means that at six and 10, the New York giants are mad that, Philadelphia decided early on that Fletcher Cox wouldn't play. Carson Wentz would be a healthy scratch in amongst Alshon Jeffries and some other players that they were just going to go out there and suit up and chill. And then in the fourth quarter, they were going to play somebody else. And so they're disrespecting the game. We had Jeff Saturday on earlier and Tony Dungy and Bill Polian, Hall of Fame, both Hall of Famers, one as a general manager, one as a head coach, won Super Bowls disrespected the game because they decided not to play Peyton Manning and some other guys in the second half when they were going to go 16-0. So they're just – everybody's disrespecting the game. Oh, okay, Joe Judge. How about winning more than six games and you'll get in the playoffs and not put your faith in another team's hands? That'll work out for you just well. Can I say something very quickly before we get to Bart Scott? Sometimes I just want to remind people – that Keyshawn, when he starts talking, when he gets emotional about these things, there's a little bit of a hypocrite in you, Keyshawn. There's a little bit of a hypocrite. There's a little bit of a hypocrite in you because when you were talking about Doug Peterson, you, your your exact line because I wrote it down. I don't give a damn what anybody has to say. I don't owe the media anything. I'm gonna you do it don't. my way. 
So that's what you're saying as it relates to Doug Peterson. But when it comes to what Joe Judge has to say, now all of a sudden you care because he's giving you a whole bunch of cliches and it gets you it's, angry. He's talking, so, he's talking about the integrity of the damn game. What are you talking about, Jay Will? So you he's said, talking oh, coach, about he's the talk- integrity of the game. He's questioning whether somebody is playing for the integrity saying, of the Keith, game. You say all coaches talk out of the size of their mouth, but you want to make what it applicable when you're angry about? at some people. For We're what they're talking, talking about, about them allowing Washington to get in the playoffs and not the Giants Are you and your head point? coach being mad because he's questioning the integrity and what he did. Are, are you, you hear- talking are, are, are you hearing my point? Are you are you understanding what so I'm saying? Talk, man, this dude just why are you getting so why are you getting because you're just about saying it? stuff that makes no sense. How does it make no sense? Because it has nothing to do with part. what I was talking about. Okay, you guys have been talking about it all morning. Let's get the perspective of Bart Scott, who joins us this morning. Today is also a big day for Bart, not just the Heisman, not just in Georgia. Also a very big day for Bart. Bart and Han weekdays from twelve to two. It debuts today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. That's right after Greeny on many of these ESPN radio stations. Bart Scott and Alan Hahn. Bart, good morning. You heard the fellas weigh in on Peterson Sunday, Judge Monday. You played in New York, albeit for the other team. I hear you laughing already. What, what's your two cents? I mean, first of all, I just don't know which one of these guys are Ralph Transman, you know, man with sensitivity, man. But this is, a, this is exciting and entertaining radio, man. Uh, this is some fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, Jay, we have Jay Weezy on today, so I know the ratings are skyrocket. All those Duke fans, all those Chicago fans, all those Jersey fans going to tune into it. But, uh, I mean, this is funny, man. Like, Joe Judge is, is salty, you know, and, and he's salty because, the, because it didn't work out in his favor. To Key's point, you know, uh, you know, I benefited from that team and Peyton Manning decided to sit down at 14-0 and and we backdoored our way into the playoffs. It's no fun when a rabbit has a gun. That's why in football you take care of your own business because you never know what the other team's going to do. That's why the NFL decided at the end of the year to start making these games divisional games because of the hatred for each other that a team that would normally rest their players may just play their players just to spite a, 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 a divisional rival. And, you know, if, 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 if Joe Judge wants to get in the playoffs, how about you win a damn game? How about you beat a real how football about, team? How you about you win a damn game, man? How yeah, about yeah. that? You had, you, yeah, you had the Cleveland Browns. You could have took care of business. You, 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 you laid an egg. You had the Baltimore Ravens, and you weren't ready for that smoke. So then you want to be the JV team and the Dallas Cowboys and then complain about, hey, our guys did everything they were supposed to do. Six wins, man. Come on, man. They should have not let anybody from that division go and let somebody from another one of these conferences get in. Like, Joe Judge missed me with all that high and mighty stuff, bro. Exactly. Bart, here's my thing. I, I get it from a national perspective. Look, I, I, if, if I were a head coach, I would never sit on a, a, my moral high horse and say something like that. But can you can you give a little credence to the fact that he's backing his players? Because you know every single player he was receiving texts on this team. I mean, guys are tweeting about Darius Slayton things. As a Giants fan, if you were a Giants fan, wouldn't you like to see something like this from a coach that wants that obviously you know missed the playoffs? Granted, they should have won the games. They should have won. But you want to see this as a Giants okay. fan, right? No, of course. He's standing okay. up for his guys. He's making his guys feel good about themselves. Say, hey, listen, in a, in a tough year, we did everything right. But at the end of the day, in a tough year, you lost Understood. 10 games. And that's Understood. on you. You know what Damn. I mean? That's not on anybody else. Like, I mean, like I can see if you were 10 and 6, if you're like the Dolphins, like, man, we should be in, a, in, a, we should be in there. Like, why did the Bills play their players or something like that? But, man, not at 6, man. 
you are, you are, you two gay, you you below five hundred, man. Like you know, <laughs> go ahead and go and enjoy your off season, man. Kick rocks. Figure out what you're gonna do going forward, man. But I don't want to hear you complaining with six wins, man. And, and you know, the Washington football team, they just so happen to be in the right place at the right time. And then we're saying and we're assuming that maybe that even if Jalen Hurts would have played, that the Washington football team may not have turned him over, may not have made a play to win. Right? Listen, I didn't want to see Sudfeld either. You know what I mean? But maybe they had their reasons. Maybe they wanted to see if he could play in this league to be the backup once they trade Carson Wentz if they had what they had in place. And maybe they had that plan before the game even started. But, you know, I think it's going to be some questions that Doug Peterson is going to have to answer because this team underachieved. You know, this team did a bad job this year. Uh, he's, he's lost uh, favor with the franchise quarterback. So let's see if he was trying to get his way out of town or if Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback for that football team going forward. So they got their own issues in Philadelphia. They, they, they cash-strapped. they $64 million over the cap next year. They're going to have to make some tough decisions. If you can get rid of Carson Wentz and potentially get a, a draft pick, then you're going to set yourself up to be able to reset your salary cap and take $100 million off of it and still maybe keep a guy like Zach Ertz who looked emotional you know, after, after his last game because he doesn't believe that he's going to be back. Bart Scott joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, ESPN NFL analyst and host of the Bart and Han weekdays from 12 a.m. to 2 p.m. on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Bart, Adam Gase is out as the head coach for the New York Jets, which is not news, obviously. Um, Stop smiling, Key. Stop smiling. <laughs> who, would be a, who would be a great fit for that new head coach in Vegas? I mean, for me, it's not about, you know, the, the fancy names, and the, the, the coordinators, the enemies. I want somebody that's a leader of men. Because at the end of the day, you can always find a hot coordinator. You can always find somebody like that, that that's a, a boy wonder, that's a genius. But if you don't have anybody that can pull everybody together, somebody that can bring the offense, the defense, get a philosophy, uh, get a standard of excellence, it doesn't even matter. And, you know, we can think of the names, but we don't know their leadership. We've never seen a lot of these guys, you know, at the top. For me – I think that this team needs discipline, but it needs – I'd rather go with a retread. I don't know if I want to go with one of these hot coordinators because, you know, for every McVay, you know, you got a Lance Joseph, right? So, so for, every, every, for every hot guy you get out there, you, you, and, 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 and to the other uh, extreme, you got a McCarthy, right? For me, I look at a guy, and he may not be the most sexy name because it's not going to, you know, make everybody say, oh, man, this guy's great. I like Jim Caldwell. I think Jim Caldwell – was fired for no reason in Detroit. Listen, being from Detroit, people talk all they want about Cleveland. You can talk about Jacksonville. Whatever organization you want to talk about in the NFL, I'll raise you a Detroit. How about that? Because I tell you what, they wasted a franchise quarterback in Stafford. They wasted the greatest running back in the history of football in Barry Sanders. They haven't won in forever. And Jim Caldwell had that team 11-5 and five one year. He got fired at having a 9-7 season in Detroit. Right? You look at what he did when he was in Indianapolis. You know, he has a above 500 record. You know, I think he has the temperament. He is a guy that has been an offensive coordinator. He was, a, he was an offensive coordinator when Cam Cameron got fired and let go. And I believe uh, in, in, um, no, I think that was Kubiak in, in for the Baltimore Ravens. Right? So he's, he's performed and coached at a high level. He's a guy of integrity. He's a grown man. He has a great temperament. He's going to be able to handle the media. He's not going to spaz out. He's not going to have the eye beams. You know, um, like uh, Gates is not going to be anything. That's gonna, he's going to be boring. 
And that's what they need. They need boring, but they need somebody that behind the scenes are going to be able to get these guys to come together, a leader of men, but then also they can go out and get those, those, uh, those sexy coordinators. There's going to be a lot of good coaches, a lot of good head coaches that got fired that may want to have a retread as a coordinator. If Bar Scott were the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, how would he handle the Carson Wentz scenario? I mean, at this point, I mean, it's a blessing in disguise. I mean, we didn't know Jalen Hurst could ball. We didn't know how it was going to translate. He was a guy that lost his job in Alabama on a tour, went to, to Oklahoma, had a decent season, showed that he could play a little bit. I mean, if I have an opportunity, Carson, if I can get a second-round draft pick uh, you know, for Carson Wentz and dump that salary and he wants to go, I mean, clearly Doug Peterson doesn't like him because he threw him under the bus consistently every single week. Right, so if he if he believes that he's the problem, and you saying, hey, Peterson, you got us the Super Bowl, so like you know, you 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 have immunity, you 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 you, you can't leave uh, because you've won a Super Bowl in a place that had never won a Super Bowl as an organization, so you get a longer lease. And guess what? Carson Wentz wasn't a part of that because Nick Foles, you know, was able to to, to win a championship and go on a hot streak for us. Then you send him and, and you send him to Indianapolis, and I think you'll see you know, a win-win for both organizations. Because if he goes back with Frank Wright, you know, then he's going to have opportunity to be behind the best offensive line. And that's going to reset their cap, too. Because remember, they're spending over $40 million a year in Indianapolis because they're paying Jacoby Brissett and they're paying uh, and they're paying uh, Phillip Rivers $25 million. So that's $40 million. If they get him for $25 million, they're plus 15. That's a win-win for them. They'll give this, they gave him a first-round draft pick for DeVorce Buckner last year. So if you can get some some drive capital and reset your clock. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a win-win, but then the pressure's on Doug Peterson because you ran potentially a, a franchise quarterback away, and you got to prove and develop Hurts and say and prove that he can be a franchise quarterback. But then now, once you fire the players, that's number one. Then they fire you. Fair enough. We'll see what happens. Really good points there by Barton. Obviously, Phil's on the one-year $25 million deal, so they would need to re-up him. As well, obviously, you can't have him. No, no, he can go. He can go. He can go. He can go. It's done. (laughs) Done. (laughs) One year, 25 mil. Maybe one and done in the playoffs. We'll see what Phil can do when they open it up with Buffalo on Saturday. Bart is anything but done. Bart and Hunter just getting going on ESPN Radio today. Again, noon Eastern to 2 Eastern. Eastern Jay Weezy today. Yes, sir. (laughs) Jay in the house. Jay, what time are you on? Uh, I think 1230. 12.30. 12.30, we'll live look from for a, Live from a doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look for him there. Again, best of luck today as you launch your show with Alan Hahn. Congratulations, and we'll certainly have you on the rest of the way as the playoffs continue. Have a great first show today, Bart. Thank you. Good luck, Bart. Appreciate it. Nice sweater, Zoo, and I don't even know what you got on because I can't see. <laughs> Bart, thank you very much. He's ready to go. Jay, you got one more thing here on the Eagles I know you want to mention before we get to A to Z and a little Urban Meyer talk. I know. I, I just want to say this about Doug Peterson, right? Like, he talks about, yeah, Key, I'm hot about it. You <laughs> talk about, let me finish. Let me finish. No, no, let me, let me finish my thing. I, it's not about being a Giants fan. You talk about resting players, right? Here, here, here's, my, here's my problem with what Doug Peterson did. He threw a game, man. Like, he didn't rest players. He threw a game. He lied to his team. He lied to the media. And then, like, he lied to, like, it just seems like he looked me right in the face and was like, yeah, this is what, this is what I did because I chose to do it because I wanted to get my third string QB some, some playing time. Like, 
my thing is if, if you're going to do that and just be up like my thing is be real about it i i don't like all the maneuvering and i know that you want to be hot about you know what the head coach, what Joe Judge is saying from the Giants' perspective. And I know they need to win 6-10 to 10 games. You know, their 6-10 and 10 record doesn't really give him the permission to do that. Like I said, I would not have taken that role to say something like that. But at the end of the day, like, I do feel like the way Doug Peterson is going about it, and you backed him yesterday. You backed him multiple days. You backed him multiple days. So that's my point. Like, that's hypocritical, man. You can't sit up here and say you back Doug Peterson because he's going to run the team the way he wants to run it. And I don't owe anything to the media. But now you want to sit here and blast Joe Judge for him having his feelings about how he feels Doug Peterson and the Eagles handled the situation. Does that, under, does that make sense now? No, it does not. Okay. But Thanks, whatever. Sir. I said what I need doesn't, to say. We can move doesn't forward. doesn't make sense to me. I, okay. I've sat before when we've clinched. My teammates have sat before. I've seen teams sit players. And other teams, Bart Scott, who played in the National Football League, just said, when the Indianapolis Colts did what they did at 14-0, the Baltimore Ravens benefited from that. That, 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 Take care of your team, man. Win more damn games. No, no, no. Take care of your team and win more Game. I don't care about tanking games. I do not. I, I do not care. I get it. It's smart. They move up three draft positions. I understand it. Don't look he me in the face not, and lie to he me. He doesn't and, have to tell you anything. Okay, he doesn't that, owe you any explanation, that, Jay. So I'm now sorry. you're gonna, so now you're gonna be mad because Joe owe you any explanation, and Joe so, Judge so doesn't owe anybody an explanation. So the because he wants to get one, like you're gonna about, crucify him now. The only thing I don't like about Joe Judge is he's trying to tell me. And everybody out there, that it's the integrity of the game when and we Doug all Peterson, know it's and, BS. And Doug Peterson's trying to tell me that he's trying to get the third string QB some Jay, playing time. Jay, That's BS it, too. It, just say, just say, we want to take the game. Be, we want to win. It might be BS, and it might not be true. All of those things is correct. It may be. But at the end of the day, that's what he decided to do with his damn team. I know, but accept my thing is, it. I do accept it. But why are you mad at Joe Judge, but you're Nobody, not mad at Doug the, Peterson? The, like, you defend ne- never, Doug Peterson. Never mind, man. I'm, what do you mean, never mind? You have to explain it to me. Why are you getting frustrated? Because I've explained it a million times. You're giving me a headache right now. I can't anymore. I just can't. Go, please, for I, I need some Tylenol. Yes, for the fear of actually reigniting this argument, I think what Kia is saying in one sentence is that Doug Peterson is beholden to the Philadelphia Eagles and Not only the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, over the weekend, there was a report that he was going to return. The only person he answers to is the team that employs him. And, every and that's, other a, consideration that's the same reasoning I'm using for Joe Judge, too, Zoom. And I, I'm just trying to make a point. There's nothing to do about the Giants. Right now and go to commercial or whatever we got to do. I don't understand how it's right there in front of your face, Key. I don't understand how you don't see the reasoning in that. So a lot of passion between Key and Jay. This dude, dude, right there. Drive me crazy. You want to hear some passion? This is courtesy of Deshaun Watson. Let's quickly go, quickly, if we can, from A to Z. <laughs> okay, you all know the Texans had a disastrous season last week. J.J. Watt was very, very emotional, essentially calling guys out for not playing hard despite making a ton of money. Deshaun Watson, if there's ever been a football equivalent for crying for help, channeling the passion that Key and Jay has this morning into what has happened to his franchise. We just need a whole culture shift. We just need new energy. We just need discipline. We need um, structure. Uh, we need a leader so we can follow that leader as, as players. And that's what we need. And we got to have the love of just not just the game of football because that's what we do, but the love for people and the people in this organization. We all got to be on the same page. There's too many different mind 
um, and too many different ideas and too many people thinking that they have this power and, and it's not like that. You know, we need someone that stand tall and this is who we follow and this is the way it goes. Like I said yesterday after the game and, and, and we're going to do it this way to win. Wow. He's saying a lot there. Yeah, it, it's difficult, right? When you when you put so much trust in your head coach and in the organization to get things done the right way, it needs a culture shift, and he's correct. And they need to scrub this thing clean. They need to start. Romeo Cornell did exactly what he needed to do as an interim coach, try his best to get that change, and it didn't happen. But this is the same group that the head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien put into place. All these guys are his guys. Mm-hmm. Got to get rid of them. Got to clean house, start fresh. New guy comes in, take charge, and the Houston Texans will be better for that. Yes, and then right after he answered that question, he was asked about Joe Judge. No, no, no we, can't, we, we can't do that. We gotta go. We gotta go. Me, yeah, no, please, we gotta go. <laughs> please, I need a Tylenol. <laughs> we got to go. Take one. <laughs> Beginning today, Mike Greenberg begins his show. Greeny immediately following Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin right here on ESPN Radio. Greeny taking you inside the stories of the day. The A-list newsmakers, Pat McAfee at 10.15 Eastern. Bruce Arians at 10.30 a.m. Eastern to talk about that relationship with Brady that so many of us have been talking about all season long. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is over. Greeny begins weekday mornings on many of these ESPN radio stations. On the way, the great Paul Feinbaum to answer two questions. Paulie! Uh-oh, uh-oh. Who's going to win the Heisman? And should Urban really make the leap to the NFL? Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, including Paul Feinbaum, who's brought to you by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is winding down, so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Paul, we could possibly have Alabama's first quarterback to win the Heisman. We could have our first wide receiver to win it since our teammate Desmond Howard in 91 could be Kyle Trask. Likely won't be. Could be Trevor Lawrence. Likely won't be. Who's going to win the Heisman trophy tonight? Devontae Smith in honor of Keyshawn Johnson, because when you look at Devontae Smith, don't you think of Key Zubin? I I think Devontae Smith uh, was in a, a a log jam 
uh, and he broke out toward the end of the season. And, you know, it, it's just one of these years where it could be either or. I think Trevor Lawrence uh, probably uh, would have been in better shape had he not missed three games. But a lot of voters, I believe, will hold that against him for whatever reason in this uh, year of COVID. But uh, to me, it looks like Devontae Smith uh, will win it virtually. And uh, it's about time a wide receiver got it. Now, when you, when you think about the Heisman Trophy and Devontae Smith, when you talk about two other guys and Mac Jones as well as Najee Harris there, do they take some of the votes away from him? They could. Uh, it was interesting, Keyshawn, when, when, I, when, I, when I was trying to vote, and I, you know, I'd like to wait till the last possible second. I mean, it, it was not clear, and, and most years it is. Uh, you know, in the, I mean, last year, Joe Burrow literally won it by acclamation. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, these were not difficult decisions. But, but this year, you, you really you could have voted for, for Najee Harris with, without even blinking an eye. The guy is one of the most impactful players I have seen in many, many years. Uh, he ended up finishing fifth. Think about that. I mean, you have, I think you have to go back to SC about 13 years ago uh, to find two, uh, two players from the same team in, in the final three, but three in the top five. But uh, ultimately, I just felt like he distinguished himself. And the most remarkable aspect of this, in the, in, in, in the middle of October, the leading candidate was Jalen Waddell. Where did he play? Alabama. He was the number one wide receiver on a team that Devontae Smith uh, was already good. I mean, he won the national championship on a walk-off three years ago. But once Waddle was injured and moved out, out of the way, uh, Devontae Smith just blossomed. And I think because of that, he became the most dominant player on the best team. You mentioned Jalen Waddle, who may or may not play in the national championship game. If he plays, what type of impact on the field does he bring to Alabama. Well, he certainly, uh, when he when we last saw him, Keyshawn, the most dynamic player in the game. Uh, he was just so effective uh, on special teams, whether it be kickoff returns or punts. So, I, I don't know how you you come back from something like that as quickly as he he has. But I, I mean, I trust that you know if he's able to play, he will. But certainly, uh, you know, just being on the field would would give any defense. Any defensive coordinator fits, uh, but quite frankly, they don't really need him. I mean, this team is is loaded right now, uh, you know, going in any direction. But but he would be a nice compliment, and certainly, I'm sure Devontae Smith would like uh, some of the defensive backs to uh, be paying attention to someone other than him. Hmm. Paul, let's talk about Ohio State for a minute. How do you expect Justin Fields to be considering that hit he took in the national semifinal? Yeah, that's the biggest question mark, I think, in this game. I mean, if you take the Ohio State team that we saw Friday night and, and put them in, in the slot Monday night, uh, they, they've got a great chance of winning. But, but I, I don't know about that injury. And, and that was a, vi- a couple of vicious hits. And you know, Ryan Day is not going to give anything away. When, when we finally see Justin Fields this weekend, uh, we, may, we, we may know a little bit more because it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to completely – uh, avoid discussing what's the what's the what's it so obvious, but but I I I, I have some concerns, uh, and I think you have to have legitimate concerns about his health. I keep hearing from people up there that they're worried about it, uh, that you know he, he had to you know be shot up with painkillers to finish that game, and and he he did. He, he was courageous, and he wasn't coming out. But you know, playing again against uh, I mean, you're, you're not playing the, you're playing the best team in the country. You're not playing the best defense. 
in the country, but uh, it's it's still a, it's still a good defense, and it's still going to uh, you know target him. And and I I think that's you know just like he was the key to the game last Friday night, he'll he'll be the key for Ohio State on Monday night. Paul, you've had your finger on the pulse in terms of college football for a very, very, very long time and, and you know pretty much everything in that landscape that's going on. Two guys that's been in the news lately about NFL vacancies, Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh. How likely is it that one or both jump to the NFL this year? Yeah, I think it's more likely that Urban Meyer does because it just seems like he is set up for a perfect marriage with, with Jacksonville. Now, I still have my doubts about Urban Meyer uh, coaching again. Uh, and, I, and I say that not from just an opinion standpoint, just from a, a medical standpoint. He left college football two years ago, three years ago, because uh, you know, he was not well. And uh, he was complaining of serious migraines and, and had a neurological condition that was worrisome. So whether he comes back or not, I think is is debatable. But you know, twelve million dollars will certainly uh, change your mind about pretty much anything in the world, and and I think that's what the number keeps being mentioned. I still don't see Harbaugh. Uh, I know that there have been reports that Michigan is about to extend him, and they have not agreed to it because maybe Harbaugh is seeing if anyone in the NFL will rescue him. Uh, I I still think it's possible. But I don't think Jim Harbaugh's stock is, is particularly high right now uh, after what I would say has been a, a, a very mediocre run. Maybe overall his winning percentage is pretty good, but by Michigan standards and by the standards that they expected when they hired him, it's been, it's been a bust. There's mm. no doubt about it. The uh, tongue planted firmly in cheek onion sports headline that we've all seen. I forgot. That's go all ahead, right. We'll ahead. get you no, another. Go ahead. Do Real it. quick, 30 do seconds. It. Steve Sarkeesian hired a Texas. That's what do you big. think about that? I think it's great for Sarkeesian, uh, but but I, I'm not sure, Keyshawn, as, as great an offensive play caller as Sark is, and, and I think he's the best in, in college football right now, how anyone can, can fix that mess down there. Uh, that is an athletic department. That is a football program that is – infested by billionaire oil tycoons who think they own the store. And until someone takes charge and says, this is my program and I don't care what anyone else thinks, I think there's going to continue to be a problem. So uh, Sark is maybe a, a slight upgrade over Tom Herman, but is he enough to start winning recruiting battles against Texas A&M, against Oklahoma, and even Alabama has come into that state in the past year and taken some of the best players, including Texas legacies. That's what you have to be concerned about down there in Austin. Mm. It's a great way to look at it. You look left and Oklahoma can name the score against you. You look right. You got an in-state school that's in the SEC and can tell every recruit in America we should have been in the college football playoffs. Sark's walking into a big spot, and it's a big-time opportunity for sure. Big one tonight with the Heisman at 7 Eastern. Paul, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, Paulie. All right, Paulie. Can't wait. Thanks, guys couple quick things here I want to mention. Think about an 11-day span here for Alabama. They win against Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One New Year's Day. Rose Bowl in Dallas. In Dallas. In Dallas. Outside of California, the Rose Bowl for the first time since 1942. It took World War II to move the Rose Bowl out of California. And this time it was the coronavirus that of course moved it out of California. Okay, so 11 days. Alabama wins the semifinal against Notre Dame. 
Then they could win the Heisman tonight with either Smith, who is the clear front runner. All the straw polls have him way ahead. The straw polls just gauging voters around the country. He's way ahead. Then they could win the national championship next Monday night. That would be an amazing 11-day span. I want to mention this for you as well, Key. The only other players in the modern era at the wide receiver position that have ever won the Heisman Trophy, let's say Devontae Smith gets it done tonight, Paul's point, the freshman had the Tua, he caught the Tua pass, and he could walk off with a championship seems with like the Heisman. so long ago. Yeah, it mm. seems like so long ago, but he caught that as a freshman. Now he could leave with the Heisman in a championship. Unbelievable bookend for Devontae. But the only other guys that have ever won it, Desmond mm-hmm. as a wide receiver, Tim Brown. Tim Brown. And you got to go back to Johnny Rogers at Nebraska. And Johnny Rogers. That's it. Yeah. Devontae Smith could join an incredible, very exclusive group tonight. Again, 7 Eastern tonight, announced virtually on ESPN. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Everybody, including Paul, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. On the way, what NFL teams this weekend have a real chance to get out of round one? And which teams are probably just happy they made it to round one? (laughs) On the way, Key will answer, and Jay will too. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're back. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests Uh-oh. on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh. Reminder, beginning today, Mike Greenberg begins his show, Greeny, immediately following us on ESPN Radio. Greeny taking you inside the stories of the day as only he can, the newsmakers you'd expect. Big-time guests today, Pat McAfee at 1015 Eastern, Bruce Arians, to talk Tom Brady at 10.30 a.m. Eastern, and he'll do it every single weekday from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN Radio. At this time every week, we go real or not real. Normally, we're teeing up teams that are real or not real, contenders or pretenders, but today we're changing the definition of real. Essentially, are these teams real possibilities to win in round one of the NFL playoffs, the Super Wild Card Weekend, as it's dubbed, which will begin Saturday afternoon. All right, fellas, I'm going to reel off some of these teams, real or not real, to win in round one. Let's start with the Browns, of course, playing the Steelers in the final key of six wild card games this weekend. I think it's real. I think the Browns understand what the Pittsburgh Steelers are, how they've seen them enough now, and they got enough tape on them, and vice versa. But Ben Roethlisberger didn't play a week ago. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have to try and slow down the rushing attack of the Cleveland Browns with with Lamar Hunt, with Kareem Hunt, as well as Nick Chubb. If they can do that and force Baker Mayfield to have to throw the football, Pittsburgh can walk away with the W. 
I would go real. I agree with you, Key. I think Baker Mayfield showed me the ability. Granted that the Steelers didn't have a lot of their D-line in the game, but to get out of the pocket, to run for a lot of yards. And I also say this, you talk about the Browns having to run the ball. The Steelers are going to have to run the ball. And it seems like them running the ball has been a little bit inept this year. They've been a one-dimensional team offensively. I think the Browns have a legitimate chance to win this game, depending upon who Baker Mayfield de- decides to be in this ballgame. We will see, by the way, if the Browns can keep winning, 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 they will hoist the Lamar Hunt Trophy <laughs> know, right? as the winners of the AFC. <laughs> Browns fans can only hope Keyshawn was a little, perhaps, clairvoyant there. Next up. The Bears, Sunday, 440 Eastern against the Saints. Key, real or not real with the chance to win? You know, they always have a chance to win, but it's not real. The New Orleans Saints are at home, in the Dome. And I think when you look at Drew Brees, who played well coming back last week and doing what he was supposed to do, they don't have Alva Kamara in the lineup, but Taysom Hill is there. So you have that Swiss Army knife still available to you if and see what happens with Michael Thomas. But I think overall – with the defense that New Orleans has been able to play this year and the offense at Mitch Trubisky and some of the things that they've done on the offensive side of the ball, they just won't have enough firepower to match point for point with New Orleans in this situation. So they'll be at the crib in week two. Not real. I, I, I'll take it even a step further for key. I give them zero chance of winning the ball game. Take Nine, that, Zubin. Zero. Short, short and sweet. Wild card weekend, or shall I say super wild card weekend, begins on Saturday in Buffalo in Orchard Park. Colts, Bills, 105 Eastern on CBS. The Colts, real or not real, with a chance to defeat the Bills. Well, you know how I feel. I feel dome teams going on the road in cold weather. You know, it'll be in the 30s, maybe even in the mid-20s up in Buffalo. You got, you know, you got a guy in Phillip Rivers that has played well of late, hasn't really turned the ball over. They've done a tremendous job at getting the football to young Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC, a wide receiver that I think is capable of making some big-time plays against the Buffalo Bills in that secondary. But when you talk about Josh Allen and the way that he's been playing of late, you just got to tip your hat to him and Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley and just everything that they've been able to capture in Buffalo. They win that game and try and march on to see the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I agree with you, Key. I got the Bills winning, but I think the Colts are a real threat. And it depends. The statue, you know, when you think about Phillip Rivers, if he can, if he can start dissecting their secondary, um, it could be a ball game. But I still had to put money on the Bills. And then we move on back to the NFC. The Rams will play the Seahawks. They split their regular season series. The game will be... In Seattle, the Rams, real or not real, even though at this point we're not even sure who their starting quarterback is going to be in this playoff game. We're not 100% sure yet. I think the Rams are a real team. Although they split with Seattle this year, I think going up to Seattle in a playoff situation is going to be a tall task for whoever the quarterback is. Jared Goff started to disappoint late in the season, not only myself, but many Ram fans, as well as people with inside the organization. So I think they understand and they know what they're up against up in Seattle and Russell Wilson and that retooled defensive play late, better late with uh, Jamal Adams in the flow. I think when you look at it, though, this game comes down to the want, and I think Seattle's going to want it much more. 
Yeah, it, that's always been the question, Key. We, we, we've gone back and forth saying that we think the Rams could be a Super Bowl contender depending upon who Jared Goff decides to be because when he's on his game, they're a different team considering that defense. But, look, he was known to be throwing the ball this week. We'll see how it pans out. Um, I, I still have Seattle winning this game, but I still think the Rams are real. It's got to be one of the most underrated stories of Super Wild Card Weekend. There's a team in the playoffs. We have no idea who their starting quarterback is going to be in the game, and it's not garnering a ton of attention. It's going to be a couple weeks after Goff had thumb surgery, so maybe you're leaning Wolford. We will see. The Washington football team, the last team to clinch a spot in the playoffs in the final regular season game, will welcome Tom Brady and the Bucks to town Saturday night. I'm not worried about Tom Brady. I'm not worried about any of that that goes on. What I'm worried about is the rest of the team traveling to what I would think would be a little cold. I mean, when you start to think about a Florida team going to the D.C. area, it'll be in the 40s, maybe a little even 30s. That gets cold, okay? that just It just is. Brady's played in the Northeast. Gronkowski's played in the Northeast. But then them dudes that have been down there in that Florida heat mm-hmm. for all that time, and now all of a sudden they got to go to D.C. in the playoffs? It's going to be tough, but in the end, I think that Tampa Bay pulls this one off. It was a nice ride for Ron Rivera and the Washington football team, but they will not advance to round two. I'm actually going to take the Washington football team here, and I, I know that sounds crazy. I know that the Bucks have way more weapons. We'll see how Just Mike Evans is Giants. with that knee. I'll take the Washington football team real. Just think, Jay, that could have been the Giants playing against them. All good. Yeah. <laughs> Pull for the NFC East, Key. Speaking of, Key doesn't want that conversation to go on, but unfortunately at the top of the hour it will because <laughs> it's not a member of the Eagles. It's not a member of the Washington football team. It's not a member of the Giants. One of the greatest players in Jay Cowboys you. history, NFC East history, weighs in passionately on Joe Judge. Wait till you hear this. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.